0: You're on The Clarity Call. I'm Kimberly. And I'm Alicia. And this is Episode 112, Deploying Grace.
1: Welcome to The Clarity Call, a podcast dedicated to providing useful information and guidance to those seeking encouragement and support while navigating the challenges of caring for a loved one with special needs.
0: We are sisters living in Texas and passionately advocating for the special needs community. Between us, we have 16 children, six of whom have a medically complex
1: diagnosis or are considered special needs. Join us on a journey of mindful awareness that is sure to help you gain an enlightening perspective to help you embrace, create, and live a life you love. Here we go. Here we go again, another week, and this is a topic that Alicia and I both super love and are passionate about. Um, And before we jump in to um, deploying grace, Alicia will start us off with our reality check. Okay, so I have lots of things
0: surrounding this one topic, Um, as you've all known and we've had on the on the podcast before. Brad Wilcox, he's super big on grace and um his books and his talks have touched my heart so many times on this topic and a couple of years ago i decided to give um people i love my family my children friends me a, yeah Kim. Mm-hmm, um a plaque that has the word grace on there well i was like okay i was looking at it and i'm thinking okay grace yeah like it's so all encompassing and if it has so many layers. Grace, I mean, it's simple, and yet it can be so profound and so deep and have so many levels. And so I was looking at that, and then I had heard the, um, I mean, you know, there's a song and anyway, so many things, as you've heard, and I'm not totally prepared at this moment for the um, Japanese art where they fill it in with gold um, bits, you know, when they things are cracked, they bring them back together and fill in those cracks with this gold um, etching material. I can't think of the name of it at the moment. But anyway, um, and so I looked at those plaques and I thought, yes, it's one thing to give a perfectly great tile that says grace on there and give that as a gift and have the word grace on there. But there was something about taking a rubber mallet to each of those tiles and breaking them and then filling them with a gold a little tiny sliver of gold glue, you know, gold dust in each of the cracks. That's where we find grace is in all of the cracks, in all of the holes that we all have showing up every day, choosing to meet every circumstance with grace. Yeah. We're all broken. We're all broken and we all need, you know, none of us are perfectly white, clean tile, um, we have breaks and cracks and some of them are bigger. And as I broke probably 20 of these plaques, um, some of the cracks were deep and mm-hmm. and some were just splinters, you know, depending on where we are in life and circumstances that have happened. Um, that gold feeling of grace fills in, can yeah. fill in, has the potential to fill in all of those cracks.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So we want you to be thinking about that today as we come to you with the message of deploying grace.
1: Yes. So, um, I, a man that I truly admire and that I consider to be successful in so many various ways of life shared this, um, podcast on grace and I will link to it in the show notes because it's like a 45 minute podcast. So you're going to get the clip notes of what we took from that. Um, what he shared on grace T- with you today, kind of our takeaway. We'll share with you the eight steps that he shares. Um, so this is a Cliff Notes version. And if you want to hear the full episode that he did, I will link to it in the show notes. Um, you want to listen
0: to it. Even oh, yeah. if you have to listen to it on one and a quarter or one and a half speed, that's yeah. what I've done several times. <laughs>
1: it's it's an amazing, <clears throat> pardon me, an amazing podcast. And he shares some of the other podcasts that he's done that are also about grace. Sorry,
0: as she's choking.
1: I got one of those dry spots in my throat. <clears> throat. Okay. Anyways. So please check that out. It's in the show notes. Um, but he uses the word deploy quite often. And so I think it's important to understand what that word means before we move into these steps to, um, exercising grace basically. So, uh, deploy means bring into effective action, utilize, so effective action. Like, it's like when,
0: when the when any of our servicemen, when they're deployed, mm-hmm. that means they go from being like, you know, stagnant or in a place of like safety and security. Like they're being deployed.
1: They're going in to battle or into action, whatever right. they're doing. Right. So you're, you're utilizing it. You're using it. I mean, it just, to me, there's so much like action in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like doing, being. Um, so keep that in mind as we talk today and, um, we'll jump in with the first step that he shares to deploying grace is what is your level of investment? I love that. I know. Like, you know, you don't have to stay engaged. You don't have to stay in it. You can choose at number one, that this is not worth it. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, it may not be worth the investment of deploying the grace that we're speaking about today. Okay parenting, even though you don't want to, you probably will choose to stay in it and have that level of investment, right? Where's your level of investment? You have to decide, number one, before you go through any of these other steps to deploying grace, you have to decide, are you in it or are you out?
0: Right. And, and on the parenting one, I have a good friend who has several children who have been very abusive and she had to decide that she was no longer going to be treated that way from her children. And right. she had to take that level of investment and say, yeah, I'm no, out. Yeah, I can't do that even yeah. with my children. So there is no one to put a critique on what you choose your level of investment is. Right. You even may have family members that look at you and be like, yeah, would never do that. I'm not going there. Um, whatever. But you will know for yourself what you need to invest in and what you don't. Right. <clears throat> Number two is recognize when you're becoming angry and agitated.
1: Yeah, super important to see. Um, You have to understand what the negative emotion is that you're creating based on the way you're acting, right? right? So that's how you're recognizing that you're getting angry or agitated. You have to do the work that we try so hard to teach here and go in and find the emotion. You have to stay aware. Awareness is key here to being able to deploy grace effectively. Okay, so I have a I did this this morning actually. Okay. Um I
0: uh, went above and beyond yesterday. Like I was a rock star and did like I had a great day and awesome. I did all the things and for all the people in my world mm-hmm. and it was one of those big days which if you're not coming from this place you could probably get resentful at the end of the day. But right. man, I fell asleep, didn't even put my alarm on. Like it was one of those days. Well, so this morning I get up and I'm running late. Which is not like me, and I'm you know doing a million things, going, going, going. The doorbell rings, and I have to run Brock upstairs. And so I say, "Answer the door." I don't want Brock to run to the door, so I'm like, "Get upstairs." Somebody answer the door. I've got two other people down there, and I come down, you know, come down. Had to change clothes. We go, and all of a sudden I hear a knock on the door, and I'm like, "Did someone knock at the door?" It's been like five (laughs) minutes. They rang the doorbell, and now they're knocking. This is embarrassing. This Uh. is a little girl who needs a ride. You know, her, She's has a single, or, you know, a single dad. Anyway, just hard life already. And now they're standing at my door after I told them I'd give them a ride. Like, I was embarrassed. And anyway, so then I seriously got irritated. Just bam, like that. Agitated and irritated. And I think, yeah, I was definitely doing that. And then I created a bad
1: environment after that myself. So, <laughs> sorry, my throat. I apologize. So, did you say, would you say that you let yourself go unconscious or let your subconscious create your reactive state? Um, oh, I was very conscious and I was very <coughs>
0: irritated, but I I can see both sides and that's what I've had a hard time doing in the past of being like, no, there is no excuse. Two able bodies could have opened that door. Like, but that's just who I am. Right. They are not me. Right. And just because I'm running at 110 miles an hour does not mean that at six thirty or seven AM they're doing that. Yes. And they don't see all the, you know, right. and a man, you know, men ver- brain versus women brain, all the things you have to take into account. But that's really hard to do at seven in the morning when you're, you know, firing on all cylinders. So I did get agitated and angry and then I, you know, chose to apologize. I didn't justify the situation because they still should have opened the door. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you didn't but show up yeah. as your best self no, I in, didn't give in giving grace. And so you recognized it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, number three, truth is subjective. This is my favorite one. Okay. I think this is Alicia's favorite one, too, as we discussed this topic. But everybody's action and behavior is right or at least justified in their own mind. And it's a sick people. Really hear that. It's everybody. (laughs) It's everybody. (laughs) Okay. Their truth is true for them as much as ours is for us. Their truth is true for them as much as yours is for you. And this is hard. It is so hard, but it is so important to recognize. So important. Truth is subjective. Yeah. but Please the, remember that. The, the example that he uses in
0: this, though, is from a dad who is abusing his child and and how that could possibly have any truth at where he was coming from. Right. And yet you think, yes, a, a dad who was maybe abused as a child that's his truth. That's yes. where he knows that's where he came from. Right. Now that does not make it right. No. We're not, that does we're not, not saying that <laughs> giving that
1: grace is validation or, or justifying negative behavior or abuse. Not at all. Please right. don't hear that from what we're saying. Right. Okay. But understand that it, as hard as that
0: is, and I'm telling you, this has been the biggest hard thing for me to really wrap my mind around when people act so horribly. Mm-hmm. I really don't know any. I mean, you know, yeah. right and wrong, da, 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 whatever, but just out of horrible responses. And as we keep going, you'll understand more and more. But yes, truth is everyone's perspective.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, Which brings us to the next one, actually. The next one
0: is ask, why are they acting this way?
1: Yeah, like the, uh, the idea that you just gave of someone abusing someone. So w- ask what kinds of wounds do they have that cause them to act that way, that's making you then react the way you do. Right. Right. And assume that there's something you can't see or at least are not aware of. Yes. And... So, um, like, my previous marriage is a perfect example of this, right? Um, I have since being divorced and now having a great friendship with my ex-husband, learned so much that he was holding, that was creating the way he was acting, that he didn't share with me during our marriage at all. And it... Truly, I mean, he had been through so much trauma that I didn't know about and it was the re all the reason subconsciously for him. Like he's since had to do the work and bring it to the surface, but it was the reason he was so wounded. And that was why he was acting so miserable in our relationship, you know, so you really do have to ask and. That doesn't mean ask the other person. No. That just means you need to
0: check in with yourself and understand.
1: And you can make up a reason, too, if that helps you. Just so you know. You get to believe whatever you want. And if believing, when you see somebody acting in a way that you feel like is inappropriate or damaging or whatever, you can tell yourself they must have gone through something really hard and miserable. Right. And
0: the example he uses in this, which we all can, you know... um, Attached to is like someone cutting you off or somebody making a bad traffic decision, you know, and it's like, what kind of morning are they having? And yeah, it really does help calm your nerves rather than be like, oh my gosh, yeah. just to be like, man, they must have not had their cup of joe this morning or whatever. You know, they, they just are having a bad day. And if we really can come with the benefit of the doubt, it's just going to relieve so much stress in your own life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Number five, don't allow yourself to fall into a victim or abused mentality. How much have we talked about that on the podcast? We try so hard. We try so hard to help you help me. Like it's work that you have to constantly do to not become a victim. Right? Because as soon as you adopt that mindset, it's over. There's no deploying grace. It flies out the window. Applying grace at this level is not going to work. If you're adopting a victim or abused mentality, deploying grace is the opposite of being a victim. It's allowing the other person to be right and accepted regardless of their situation, which, Oh my goodness, that is is so challenging. (laughs) This is all
0: hard work. Grace is not easy. Mm -hmm. And if you can visualize that broken plaque I talked about in the beginning, it's not easy. No, there's a lot of breaks. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. But grace can meet every single one of those cracks. And this is no different, you know, understanding that, yes, you can be a victim of something without having that mentality. For sure. And that is something I've had to work really hard. And I'm continuing, I'm in the continual process of separating having the mentality versus actually being a victim of something.
1: Yeah, it's so, hard work to do.
0: I mean, yeah, it's bad. It's hard. But, um, Number six is deploy compassion and empathy to the person. Instead of lashing out, remember these steps. You can't deploy compassion if you don't.
1: Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't be compassionate and empathetic if if you don't take these steps, if you don't do this work. And I'm
0: learning that there really truly are, like we just talked about before, when you get to adulthood and the prefrontal cortex of your brain hasn't completely developed properly due to trauma, abuse, circumstances, whatever. doesn't mean you can't figure out the steps and tools to become more mature Mm -hmm. emotionally, but there are some people who truly lack that ability to that point in their life that they're at of having empathy Mm -hmm. and feeling what that feels like. Yeah. Um, I'm learning about that so much right now. And just because you feel the empathy and the compassion doesn't mean somebody else even maybe has the ability or has learned that yet. For sure. A lot of people have a hard time getting to this place actually. Yeah. And it is truly like we talked about, you know, a couple episodes ago about the hormones and the way that the brain works. This is no different. Right. The brain is amazing, but it also has to be pushed to do the work. And when those gaps never close at a particular
1: time in your life, it's more challenging. For sure. It just is. So, yeah, which leads into number seven brace yourself. Don't expect their response to be immediate and be ready to absorb the blows, right? I mean, these things take time. We can't expect an immediate turnaround. We have to leave space for the human experience. So, I heard a coach that I listened to um, recently say, be okay with being the, their villain. At least a villain feels empowered. Hmm. I mean, for real, internalize that for just a second, okay? If they wanna make you the bad guy, just be the bad guy for bad a minute. Guy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be like, okay. I mean, villains take action, right? Like just okay, I can be the villain. And and empower yourself by just letting it be whatever it needs to be for that person, whatever time it needs to take for them while you sit in grace, while you hold space. For whatever they need to experience for themselves right now.
0: What I like a little bit more than probably the villain, just because, you know, I've heard it recently and I love it, is divine restraint. Yes. Because you can brace yourself and sometimes bracing yourself means you're going to have to really learn how to restrain, how to bite your tongue how to hold fast, how to be true to you. And that takes an amazing amount of restraint. I've, I've really loved that word this last year. I've worked really hard on this and I have found myself in several instances biting my tongue so hard that it's going to bleed or fall off like, or just having that restraint of knowing you can't fix it. And, and you are absorbing a lots of blows, right? Yep. Whether it's from your children, from your spouse, from friends, from people. Um, <clears throat> and the closer they are to you, the more it hurts. So just understand that this is, again, a challenging thing. But when you choose to have that restraint, um, divine or villain strength, yeah. <laughs> restraint, it is, you know, there's real power there. So Yeah, for sure. And number eight is stay the course. And it's interesting. I had dad's has said this to me several times the last few weeks. Stay the course. Stay, Stay the, course. the
1: course. Yeah, because we just talked about boundaries, right? <laughs> yeah, and I love it. Lisa, because
0: um, anyway, just staying the course and understanding in the beginning, um, if you're not invested, none of you know two through eight don't matter.
1: Right. So, but. And you, and you can feel free to change. Feel free to go back to number one at any point in this and be like, you're right, I'm out. I'm not invested. Right. Don't go through these steps and put this effort in if at some point you're like, my level of investment has changed. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine if your level of investment changes. Go back to number one and then you don't need to go through steps two through eight. But also don't be afraid to revisit it because I think this life is really, truly about
0: continuing to revisit those hard places. Yes. And I think if we continue to show up and choose to revisit them at certain, at at any point in time and in life, sometimes time does, we need time to heal. We need time to get through some things. And then choosing to revisit it, you can start at step one again and realize that the investment you know, maybe worth a little bit more now versus 10 years ago, right? you know? And so that's okay too, because everyone's at a different place in their life. And, you know, anyway, it's, it really is just a beautiful thing. Grace is all encompassing and can be as simple or as detailed as you need it to be, but
1: it's real. For sure. Yeah. And it has to be practiced. Like all of these concepts that we share with you, if you if you decide that your level of investment like you're out then take this and use it in a relationship that will be a little bit easier for you to practice it in because that is how you will grow in your ability to deploy grace so don't just give up and be like i'm not doing it it's too hard um find another way that you can work on building your ability to deploy grace so anyways there are so many amazing examples in the podcast that I told you we took these eight steps from. The man's name is Rich Harshaw, and it's the Level 10 uh, Contractor Podcast. So I know that's kind of a weird name for a podcast that where he's talking about grace. He does uh, basically a spiritual podcast every Sunday and all the other days of the week it's a business podcast but on Sundays he dedicates it to a spiritual concept which is you know where we got this one from so again i will tag that in the show notes please if you feel like you want i mean just go listen to it but he gives so many amazing examples of like personal examples from his life of where deploying grace worked well and he talks about how each one of these steps you know, where it went into that specific example that he shares. And so it's a really great visuals for how to do this work. So be sure to go check that podcast out. So remind you of our mantra, which is
0: the happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Yes.
1: And for our, would you rather, would you rather blindly touch something or (laughs) blindly taste something? (laughs) <laughs> no touch definite touch. touch yeah I think I'm going touch too I've watched too much fear factor I immediately <laughs> you know
0: uh, crap in the mouth no thank you no. not ever doing that but yeah touch, I mean and touch is hard but I have had to reach into some holes where you're like I don't know what I'm pulling out of here uh, but I'm going in and yeah yeah, definitely it's going to be the touch though because yeah. my mouth will, yep. Yeah, no,
1: things don't go in the mouth I agree I'm, t- I'm doing touch too <laughs> that's where I'm showing up today. So, anyways, okay. have a great week.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Clarity Call. Please like and share it. And we'd love it if
1: you'd leave us a rating and review. Be sure to check out claritycallcoaching.com to join our weekly newsletter and sign up for your first free coaching session. You can also connect with us on social media. We're on Instagram as The Clarity Call and on Facebook as Clarity Call.